You're listening to the 49 Carats Podcast, a 49ers goldmine production with Stephanie Sanchez. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the 49 Carats Podcast. I'm your host, Steph. It is a Friday night, September 29th. The 49ers are days away from taking on another divisional opponent in the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday. So as always on a Friday, we're going to dive into some favorable and not so favorable matchups for the 49ers with Lori Fitzpatrick. How you doing today, Lori? Yo, I'm doing awesome. I'm happy it's Friday. I'm not working. This is great. That's all. Hell yeah. And, you know, last week uh, we didn't have you on. We missed you, but we know you were celebrating your birthday and you were just telling me how great it was. So we're, we're happy to hear about that. Yeah, man. Another year older, you know, the, the um, dude, I'm like almost, I'm not like almost 40, but like, I'm like, you know, getting towards that 4-0 every year, you know? So it's kind of scary. I'm not gonna lie. We all are getting, you know, closer to that 4-0 every year. <laughs> it's a scary reality uh, we got to face, but uh, yeah, glad, glad you could make it this time. And uh, for those of you who are going to be going to the game on Sunday, it looks like it's going to be some great weather as it usually is out there in Santa Clara, 75 degrees, clear skies, you know, nothing about that. But what we're really concerned with are the injuries, right? There's, there's quite a few things to discuss here with the injury report. Um, most notably with the wide receivers, Jawan Jennings dealing with a shin injury. He is doubtful. And Debo Samuel, who, you know, much of this week didn't really practice. He was, he was do not practice most of the week. He was limited today in practice. He's dealing with a knee and rib injury. Um, I saw some one of the beat writers reported that it's not really the rib that's the issue anymore. It's it's more so this knee thing. So I would rather them just like play it safe and and keep them out uh, because you will also notice Brandon Ayuk, who missed last week's game, he's not on this list this week, so he should be out there. Uh, but yeah, the 49ers may be short uh, two receivers this week. Um, heading into this game against the Cardinals. Um, running back Elijah Mitchell also has a knee injury. He suffered that in practice yesterday, apparently. So not great for him because he has dealt with a number of injuries throughout his career. Um, and so hopefully it's not something that keeps him out on Sunday, but we'll just have to see. And it seems like as far as the both linebackers, Greenlaw and Demetrius Flanagan fouls, both of those guys dealing with ankle injuries, it seems like both of those guys will be able to play. Now, on the Cardinals side, um, their defensive end, Jonathan Ledbetter, he's going to be out as well as their linebacker, Josh Woods. And they got a couple of questionable guys. Um, Hollywood Brown dealing with a thumb injury, probably the most notable of this list here. Um, but, you know, I got to imagine he plays. We'll 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 just treat it as if they will play on the show here and just kind of assume. But yeah, I mean, as far as the 49ers go, like I mentioned, Ayuk is he's expected to be out there. Um, and you know, if Debo and or you know Juwan Jennings are gonna be out, like I'd expect another big game for Ronnie Bell, and you know, maybe we see Raven McLeod get more snaps as well. Um, so we'll we'll see more of those guys get involved. Yeah, I'm 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 kind of excited to see Ronnie Bell out there. We we saw um, you know, he only had what was it, two receptions last week, but he didn't have any the first two weeks. So he's kind of dabbling in and he's gonna be, you know, thrown into, 
you know, the, the, the limelight this week, but, um, you know, he's out there like a little pit bull last week. So, uh, I know everybody saw that clip, uh, that was going, you know, viral of him just like pretty much putting his helmet in, uh, one of the defenders chest and, uh, you know, basically pancaking him to the ground. So that was kind of fun doing his own little Debo, uh, Samuel. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to see, uh, him out there, um, it's just, you know, he's going to get thrown in, but sometimes that's the best way um, instead of like, you know, kind of dabbling in game by game, getting a few more. Nah, just throw me in there and, uh, you know, hopefully the coaches will be like, oh, wow, maybe we should be playing him more. So that's like his ideal scenario, like in the end. So I kind of feel like that's already the case, like just based on how he has looked and Kyle Shanahan said he looks great without the ball in his hands. I really do feel like that's one of the big things for this offense in particular, because you have to do a lot of blocking and all these things. You have to put full effort into these routes. Um, Those are things that Kyle looks at and Ronnie Bell's already doing those things. So he's, he skipped the, uh, you know, rookie doghouse that, that Kyle has kind of become infamous for. And yeah, it, it looks like he deserves to be thrown into the fire because he can handle it from what we've seen. So yeah, I am excited too to see Ronnie Bell in this one. Uh, we'll talk more about those matchups, some of those guys against this Cardinals defense. Is some maybe like worried matchups, um, potentially not so favorable for the 49ers. And Lori, I want to start with the Cardinals run game against the 49ers defense. Uh, because typically, you know, when you're talking about a team's run game, we're usually talking about the running backs. And I'm not too worried about the 49ers being able to stop running backs. They're pretty good at it. But, you know, in this case, we're also talking about, you know, a, a pretty good quarterback when it comes to, you know, being sneaky athletic and and running the football as well as like Rondell Moore as well. So they got a full pack, I think, of uh, guys who they incorporate into their run game. And it's one that they've been relying on heavily for the success of their offense through these first three games. Uh, you know, credit to the Cardinals, sorry, offensive coordinator Drew uh, Petzing. I actually just found out who he was like, you know, a couple of days ago. He's a first time offensive coordinator and most recently was a quarterback coach for the Browns last season. But I feel like what he's doing with the Cardinals offense is very, like, Eagles-esque. A lot of zone read. It isn't just a one-man show. Um, And, like, just take this for context. Like, Christian McCaffrey, right? He's leading rusher in the NFL right now. James Conner, he has just 87 less yards than McCaffrey at 266 yards. So, James Conner has been looking pretty good uh, for the Cardinals so far. And that's kind of what they've been leaning on. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think this is a good matchup because if you look at, um, you know, what kind of run game the Cardinals have, they like the the spread wide zone. And I think that really matches up perfectly with uh, the wide nine that the that the 49ers run. You know, they don't really have to like the linebackers don't have to focus on getting sideline to sideline as much because their their defensive line is already so wide. So Teams are going to want to push it up the middle more, but that's not the Cardinals game plan like ever really like that. That's not like their scheme. You know, they like to spread it wide. So I think that's a good matchup for the 49ers to be able to stop them there. But yeah, James Conner is definitely a force. Um, you know, he he had, I think, what was it? Uh, over 100 uh, rushing yards 
or no, no, he close to a rushing hundred uh, rushing yards. So two six six a pretty good amount. Um, yeah. So yeah, he'll will definitely you know they'll be fun to kind of watch. But I think it's a good matchup for the 49ers. Yeah, I, I hope it is because yeah, the Cardinals have been really good at it. They're sixth in rushing yards per game. They're averaging 156.3 yards on the ground uh, through these first three games. And Connor is averaging 5.2 yards per carry against the Cowboys last week. He averaged seven yards per carry. So whatever the Cowboys were doing, the 49ers should just look at that and be like, "Yeah, we're not doing that." Um, I think uh, that you know that would be a good start. But he's a tough runner, too, and he can make defenses look silly, like 14 forced missed tackles for Connor and 161 yards after contact. So about half of his yardage, we were just saying he has 266 yards on the season. 161 of those came after contact. So the 49ers defense, I think a big thing for them in this one is going to be tackling. You got to make sure your tackling is on point for this game and the Cardinals are tied for first in NFL in yards before contact too. Um, So just another thing to be aware of. Um, They've been pretty solid in like their run blocking. And I think also like the threat of the zone read um, is able to freeze defenders that I think like Connor's benefiting from it. And like Dobbs is too, whenever he decides to run and he's, He's sneaky fast, this Dobbs guy, man. I mean, (laughs) and Dobbs has been in the league for like a bit now, but for some reason, him just being on this Cardinals team, he like, he looks good. He looks like a legit quarterback. He had uh, 55 yards total on the ground against the Cowboys last week. He had one 44-yard run where next-gen stats clocked him at 19.86 miles per hour. So he was the only quarterback tracked in the top 20 in week three. And you can imagine a bunch of Miami players uh, make the top 20 in week three. But yeah, he's he's very fast. Yeah, yeah. He can definitely get around the edge. So you got to watch out for him because he'll be able to cut up the sideline pretty quick. He's, um, I think, like his EPA isn't great, but he's um in uh, SIS right now. He's top seven uh, in rushing quarterback. Sam Hell uh, Howell is surprisingly number five, but in points earned, he's a uh, he's three like per. And I don't think it's per play, but you know it's it's seventh, so it's right behind Patrick Mahomes. So that's you know pretty good. Yeah, no, he's he's been on only twelve attempts, which like isn't a lot. Lamar's doing thirty-one. Mahomes has sixteen. Josh Dobbs only has twelve, and he's uh, seventh. So that's a good thing. They've been kind of like. Sp- sprinkling it in like sparingly uh but i think like also the other guy to be mindful of in this like run game you know we already mentioned connor we mentioned dobbs but rondell moore like he's he's quick man yeah and they they've been using him everywhere he's lined up as a slot receiver 72 times um at out wide 31 times and as a running back 13 times so they're really trying to put him all over you know the field and you know find those mismatches he had a 45 yard touchdown against the cowboys last week and so the 49ers on defense have to be on all 10 toes ready to stop all of these guys it's easier said than done for sure i think um and like the one thing that i want to mention too like i'd say the 49ers are like are pretty aggressive like i have a lot of trust in 
like Greenlaw and Fred to be able to go like sideline to sideline. And if anything gets past the defensive line, you got those guys who will come up. But I also like there was this quote from Tashawn Gibson, and I'll read it off um, on Joshua Dobbs, not sliding. He said, every quarterback is a running back until he sees Greenlaw and Fred out there. And the first thing that came to my mind was like, oh, like that's kind of scary. Cause like if Dobbs is one of those guys who doesn't slide, still the refs do treat them as quarterback, even though like, yeah, once you scramble or once you go for a run, you're supposed to be considered a running back. But if you hit a quarterback that any way that looks like too aggressive, they'll, they'll call a flag for it. Right. So for me, <laughs> yeah. Heinz says green law, 15 yard penalty incoming. I really hope not. But like when I saw this quote, I was like, it made me nervous. Cause I was like, man, I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared a little that green law is gonna you know, like get a flag or any of these guys, you know? Cause like when you see yeah. a quarterback, you really want to lay a hit on them, especially if they're not sliding and mm-hmm. that could that could just mean free yards for for the Cardinals. So yeah, I remember um you know back in the day when Carson Wentz like he could not slide to save his life. Like he just like he looked like he didn't even know how to, and he was getting a ton of uh you know penalties and and yards and everything for his team just because like he never slid. So I mean, just as long as they don't really go like head hunting, they don't lead with their head. Like hopefully, um. You know, hopefully the refs will kind of be a little lenient. But yeah, nowadays it's whew, it's tough. They they really got to pull up. Yeah, and and Greenlaw has already gotten like two uh, penalties this season, and they I'm pretty sure they've both been like reputation calls because they've been kind of like ticky tacky. But just because it's Greenlaw, and they know like he's had this reputation of those kind of hits. They they're not hesitating right now, so. That's the one thing I would be kind of worried about. But look, it's going to take all 11 guys on this defense to play disciplined. And if the 49ers can limit the Cardinals chunk plays, including like avoiding, you know, those penalties where you're giving them free yardage. If they can do that, I think they'll be in good shape to stopping the Cardinals, like stop the run game first force Dobbs to throw and see what he can do against the 49ers pass defense when he doesn't have complimentary football to lean on. It might look a little different. Yeah. And so let's see who Dobbs will be throwing to in this one. We already mentioned Marquise Brown. He's questionable with a thumb injury. Um, But like I said, like, I feel like they'll probably just like tape it up, whatever it is. And I I would expect them to be out there. Of course, if he isn't though, like that's a pretty big advantage for the 49ers, but for the sake of like previewing this, this game, we're just going to act like he is going to play. So let's look at like Marquise Brown against these 49ers corners. Um, Thus far, he hasn't had a game above 61 yards. He had 28 yards in week one. 54 yards and a touchdown in week two, 61 yards and a touchdown in week three. So he is like, you know, I guess ramping up some of his involvement. Um, He's been lining up mostly out wide and mostly on the left side, which I think is good because that means he'll be lining up against Charverius Ward the most in this game. And Mooney Ward has allowed just 59.3 passer rating this season when targeted. Um, He also has one interception and three pass breakups so far. And, you know, Lenore hasn't been doing so bad himself on the other end. He's, he's been solid. He also has an interception 
um, 76.8 passer rating allowed. The only thing I'd like to see with Lenore is him clean up penalties too. He's been called for three so far this season, but I think he'll be, I think he'll be fine, especially if he doesn't have to see too much of Hollywood Brown in this game. Yeah, I mean, I think this is one aspect where the 49ers just blow, um, you know, the their opponent out of the water because when you when you when you look at EPA for the Cardinals for the wide receivers, they don't have like their their wide receiver that's like highest on the list is ranked 45th. That's like you know 32 teams plus you know 15 number twos. That's right. well, that's for that's for air yards twenty plus. So that's going deep. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that's so when you think about or when you look at fifteen yards plus, um, the only person that comes up is Michael Wilson. Uh he has seven targets, fifteen yards plus. Um, but uh they don't really have much. So that's why I think like if they're able to um, you know, hold them off, like, you know, keep them on the line. Don't let them like, uh, you know, don't give them too much space, but you can, um, but, you know, make them go deep because I think the more time you give that defensive line to get home, it's better. So that's true. But like, I'm glad that you mentioned like the, the deep plays or like deep attempts because the 49ers defense so far have done a really good job of limiting explosive plays this season. And I don't know if you recall Lori or if you were like, you know, watching the 49ers like this but if you did you knew they were they were really good defense but the one Achilles heel they had is that they allowed a lot of explosive plays last year and like their secondary was always the issue so this year they've really made it a point to like fix that and so far the 49ers defense has allowed just five explosive plays through the first three weeks two runs of 10 plus yards and three passes of 20 plus yards that's the fewest explosive plays allowed in the nfl so far so they've done a really good job but the one interesting thing i did find so far like the cardinals offense we've been mentioning how good they've been they've had eight explosive plays of 20 plus yards in each of their last two games (laughs) so like they they really put it on the giants and the cowboys um, as far as their offense and getting those explosive plays. Um, so I I think guys on the 49ers defensive side who are going to be like a big part of that, we already mentioned like the corners, but I also feel like the safeties, right? Like Talano Hufanga, Sean Gibson, um, and they've done a really good job um, so far at, I think, limiting that as well. They've been targeted a combined eight times this year and allowed four catches for just 13 yards. And Hufunga so far is two interceptions. So um I I feel really good about the secondary for the 49ers. And you said it like if if guys aren't getting open for the Cardinals, it's just gonna mean more time for the 49ers defensive line to get home. And I think they they're hungry because like they they have been productive, but they haven't really gotten on the stat sheet as much as I'm sure they would like. So I I think this could be a game where we see it all come together for them. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully they're you know they'll be able to do that. I think I think this is the game. Um, that they won't let a ton of, ton of you know air yards, but um, the explosive plays you really got to worry about are on the ground. So. Yeah, that that's true. So like that's what I say. Like to me, that's like the biggest key to this game. Like that 
and you stop the run first, all those three guys that we had mentioned, and you kind of let the game come to you. It would not surprise me if like the Cardinals offense did start off kind of hot because, you know, maybe the 49ers are just trying to see what the Cardinals want to do. And also like they've been, the Cardinals so far have been a really good first half team. Like the majority of their points have come in the first half of games. Um, And so if the 49ers could just like weather that storm and keep the game close. Um, I think about like the Rams game when they went into halftime, like tied, like that, that would be fine. Um, So funny enough, like 49ers and the Cardinals uh, on average score 18 points per game. They're tied um, third in the NFL. So, but again, like the Cardinals have had issues with keeping that up in, in the second half. So that's where, Usually, like, the 49ers do make their adjustments and they're able to really pull away from teams. So don't don't be panicked if you if you see that the game's really close early. I think I have faith that the 49ers are going to, you know, get it together uh, after the after the half. I, I just really want the 49ers to, like, you know, kick their ass, honestly. Like, Jonathan <laughs> Gannon, like, I don't know. There's just something about him that, like, doesn't sit right with me. And and I know nobody wants to hear about, you know, the Eagles or anything like that. Like, you know, listen to us now. But, I mean, you know, I, that's part of the reason why I don't like Jonathan Gannon. He, and the way he was kind of, like, pumping his team up before the season started. And they're like, yeah, I really want to run through a wall. Like, he just seems so boring. And he said a couple <laughs> days ago, like, oh, we're the top 10 in, in most explosive runs. Like, it's week three. Like, relax, sit down. And I really want the 49ers to, like, make him sit down this week. Like, put deflate his head, please. Please, <laughs> please. Well, like, okay, we're yeah, this is a good segue into the favorable matchups. But I also, like, want to talk about the fact that this game, I think, means more than just it being like this divisional game against like you know 49ers cardinals like it means so much more because like he was with the eagles last season he was a defensive coordinator for the eagles when the 49ers played them in the nfc championship game and brock purdy got hurt like seven plays in or whatever whatever it was so like i feel like kyle shanahan and brock purdy like they they want to give it to gannon a little bit just to show Mm -hmm. like this is this is what we had planned and and we would have beat your defense up. It's a totally different team. I know that like, this is the Cardinals defense, not as good as the Eagles defense was last year, but still, I think just like, you know, wanting to give it to them and yeah. prove that they were in every better. degree, in every degree, the 49ers want to be able to get that back. So, um, you know, this is the first step right here to do yeah, it. To and that, as to I mentioned, coach. Brock Purdy's from Arizona, so that's nice too. This the game is played in in Santa Clara, but still, like you know, you're playing against your favorite team when you were growing up and whatnot. So that could add a little extra juice. Um, and then Pern here says Cards fired Steve Wilkes, and that's true too. Like, there's actually a lawsuit that Steve Wilkes has against the Cardinals. So there's some bad blood there too. And that can, like I'm saying, the 49ers, like it's more than just this divisional matchup. Like there's, there's some other like undertones and narratives going into this one. So it could, it could make for a good game. But um, Lori, like you mentioned, like Gannon and obviously first year head coach. So like, I wanted to point out the fact that yes, the 49ers have, 
they beat the Cardinals twice last year, but this is a different Cardinals team, especially when you look at defense. Um, I would say their defense last year was probably better than it is right now. Like I currently looking at this team, I kind of tend to think it's their um, weak spot. And and for those, those of you watching on YouTube, I just put up the Cardinals defense up on the screen. So last year, like they had Buda Baker, he's, he, they, he's still on the team, but he's injured right now. Um, and they had JJ Watt, Zach Allen, Isaiah Simmons, all those guys are gone, but those are like impact guys that they had on their defense. Um, who are no longer there. So, I mean, if you look at their talent on paper, I think like the the Cardinals offense is really what's carrying this team right now. And it's actually crazy to me. And I feel like not enough people are bringing this up. It's crazy to me how lucky Jonathan Gannon has been that he's been able to start his head coaching career going up against three teams in the division he used to coach in. Like all. Yeah. Like, like that's Washington, not even fair. <laughs> Washington Giants Cowboys all NFC East teams and like I'm yeah they're probably gonna play the the Eagles later some point this year but to get them like for your first three games like that's yeah. crazy wow that's so a great I got, point like I didn't even think about that that's amazing yeah like he didn't even really have to do much homework that's all he did for the last exactly. couple of years exactly so like wow, I got yeah he's lucky right like so he and and you were saying like man it's just week three like come on now so I, 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 I'm curious what this Arizona Cardinals team is going to look like after, you know, like starting this week, right? Because now like you're going to play other teams who maybe you don't know as well. You don't have that same advantage in preparing and whatnot. So I don't know. We might see a different Cardinals team. I, I don't know. Maybe that's just wishful thinking on my part, but I can't ignore the fact that, you know, Gannon – knew yeah. all those teams and and knew them very well. So just, well, you, just saying. You, you mentioned the defensive side of the ball and they are ranked 22nd in yards. Um, like a lot, right? Or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, you know, that's not great. So, yeah. you know, Ayuk should have fun. <laughs> that's so their pass defense. So that's what I'm saying. And, and like, if you look at this new look defense of the Cardinals, um, they have a couple of sixth round rookies who are starters, like Keetro Clark, their corner, who I liked coming out of the draft. Like I thought he was he's a nice, like, you know, um back end draft pick, but he's getting thrown into the fire, right? And so him and Dante Stills are gonna have these tough, like, welcome to the NFL moments as they kind of acclimate to the NFL. And PFF is, you know, I was showing this just a second ago. PFF doesn't think so highly of them so far. You see Ke- uh, Keetra Clark on the bottom right, and you see Stills in the middle of that defensive line there. So I, I think both of those guys could struggle in this game against especially like against a coach like Kyle Shanahan, who's just so savvy and like taking yeah. advantage of those kind of matchups. So I do want to start with Brandon Ayuk here. Uh, so glad you mentioned him. You have Marco Wilson, uh, one of the corners on one side who has allowed a passer rating of 130.4 when targeted this season. Um, and a couple of missed tackles against the Cowboys oh. last week as well. And then as I mentioned, Rikel truck, Oh my God, what am I saying? Keetrell Clark has four missed tackles this season. He had three last week against the Cowboys. Um, he's allowing a passer rating of 100. 
I've seen him make some plays. Like I said, like, I think he's nice, but I've also seen him get burned. So like, he's going to have those moments. Uh, and he's playing against Brandon Ayuk this week, who, you know, we're, we're expecting him if Debo's out to get a lot of volume. And I think Ayuk is capable of beating anyone out there. Like, I, I think so too. What's interesting though, is the Cardinals, like I mentioned, they're 22nd in like yards given up. Right. But they're third in passes defensed with 14. So, and they're tied with the chart. Actually, they're tied for second, technically third, but um, just because I don't really know why. But the Chargers are second. The Cardinals are third in passes defense. So, so once it, you know, it once it gets there, then they're giving up a ton of yards. But like, you know, they're good at defending, but, you know, if, if it's all about timing and Shanahan, you know, gets Brock Purdy to get it out quick, then they'll be giving up a lot of yards on the ground, like uh, like after the catch. I mean, you saw what Purdy did to the Giants, man. Exactly. I mean, and, and that was like Purdy starting slow and like finding his rhythm against the blitz as the game went on, so... At this point, I don't really know if it matters what defenses try to do against Brock. Like, I think he's going to find him and Kyle are going to find a way to beat it. And with like this embarrassment of riches uh, of options you have to throw to, like, there's no excuse. You have so many options. So, yeah, Brandon Ayuk, I think, is one. We already mentioned Ronnie Bell as well. He, I think he's going to see some volume. Uh, Chris Conley, maybe even, and, and Ray Ray McLeod. So, it's not like, you know, superstar Debo Samuel and Ayuk, but it, I think it could still get the job done against this Arizona defense. Yeah, I agree. Let's talk about George Kittle because I think he's another guy on this team who could, you know, benefit from Debo being out and get more volume and, and do something with it. And I'll just say this. The Giants have held all tight ends to less than 80 yards in every one of their games so far. Darren Waller came the closest with 76 yards. But, like, Darren Waller is the best tight end that they faced to this point. I I think, like, George Kittle's a better tight end than Darren Waller right now, right? So, pretty close, but, like, I, I'd give it a Kittle. So, um, and, and he's the kind of guy that, like, if you forget about him – he will make you pay. And if someone is out with an injury, you know, we mentioned Debo, they, you know, the 49ers will feed him more than the usual amount and he will be productive uh, with his target. So last week against the Giants with Ayuk out, Kittle had nine targets, seven catches, 90 yards. So I would expect him to stay involved in this game. And I, earlier this week, like I had mentioned, Kittle had two touchdowns in each of the two games against the Cardinals last season. But as far as like the linebackers go, there's different guys this time around, mainly Kaiser white who Gannon did bring over from the Eagles. He's been pretty good in coverage, allowing just 64.3% completion percentage when targeted. Um, And he's limiting quarterbacks to a 69.3 passer rating when targeted. Um, The other linebacker, Chris Barnes, might be the other linebacker you want to match up Kittle with. And it's possible Barnes doesn't even play because, I mean, he's questionable. Um, So we'll see on that. But, yeah, Kaiser White, I think, is, like, the definitely the better of those two um, Cardinals linebackers. Yeah, no. um, I agree with you there. I agree with you for sure. Um, 
I, uh, I'm not like 100% though on, you know, the Cardinals linebackers just because like, you know, Buddha is out or Buddha. So like, man, I have to like look these guys up because, um, <laughs> I was, I was watching the one interview. I don't know if it was with Lewis Riddick, but the like, or maybe it was Steve Young. He's like, you can't name like two Cardinals defensive players. Like, and I like really can't like outside of the one guy. So it's tough. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know I any of those guys. Like they're like nobody. Yeah. I, yeah, I only can because, like, I, I was, you know, looking up these names, like, to prepare. But, like, otherwise, yeah, you you wouldn't have known a lot of these guys. The only guy, like, maybe on the defensive line is, like, Zayvon Collins just because, like, he did give the 49ers some problems last year. But, again, divisional opponent. So, like, he's been with the team. Uh, so, kind of kind of know some of those guys. But, yeah, to your point, like, there's a lot of different guys. There's a lot of new guys, guys that, like, first-time starters and and all that. So it kind of reminds me of, like, when the 49ers went against the Rams defense because it was kind of the same thing. Like, who besides Aaron Donald do you know on that Rams defense? Nobody. They're a bunch of, like, first-year starters and, you know, guys with not a lot of experience. And we saw what Kyle Shanahan was able to do against those guys. So kind of expecting similar outcome against the Cardinals defense here. Hein brings up a good point. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk still has no targets this season. Maybe this is the game that we see a little juice action. Um, you know, a game that you don't have Debo and maybe Elijah Mitchell won't play. I'm not sure about that, but maybe you want to involve Kyle Juszczyk a little bit more. That's another possibility. But again, this this offense has has so many weapons that they can use. So if one guy's out, it's not a huge deal. Um, and to me, like the biggest weapon of all is Christian McCaffrey, and it it's Christian McCaffrey against this entire Cardinals defense. And I would take Christian McCaffrey like every single time. Uh, one of the and I I've been talking about McCaffrey like tirelessly throughout this week because I really do feel like he'll have the biggest game of any of the 49ers players. Uh, in this one tackling has been an issue for the Cardinals. They've missed 37 tackles through three games per PFF. And for context, like the 49ers have missed 18. Um, and so 37, that's a huge amount. Um, so if you're bad at tackling, I was talking with Rob about this yesterday. If you're bad at tackling CMC, Debo, if he is there, uh, but like literally everyone on this offense is, tough to bring down after the catch or like after contact. So I'm thinking it's a really big McCaffrey day. And I think another key for the 49ers will be to take care of the football on, on their end and try to force one on defense. Both teams have done a good job taking care of the football this season. And that's another thing where like, they're kind of like evenly matched and so it'll be interesting to see how, I don't know, one of these teams are going to have to slip up at, at one point. I I just, I don't think, like, I think they could be utilizing, you know, Chris, Christian McCaffrey even more. I mean, if you look at um, the amount of, like, targets for running backs, the 49ers, they have Christian McCaffrey, like, 24th in yards after the catch. In, in receptions, he's... He's all, all the way uh, at 15th. Like, it should be higher. 
like as a team, yeah. not even just using McCaffrey, but like as a team, their running backs like aren't really being utilized as much as they like normally are. So I think they're kind of like just like put on the back burner. So this might be a game where, you know, they're, you know, CMC just gets used a lot more. Yeah, I, I think so too. And like part of the reason for that is like the run has been so successful that I don't think they've had to throw that much. Yeah. I mean, we did see like Purdy throw a ton last week, but before that, like it wasn't a lot. Um, and that was like the most, it was tied for the most that Purdy's ever thrown 37 times against the Giants. Um, but yeah, like McCaffrey, and I, I'm glad you brought up that he hasn't really been involved in the passing game because he, he really hasn't. I think part of that too is because Brock Purdy's not really looking for the checkdowns. You think about in the past, like Jimmy Garoppolo, he was a checkdown merchant. Well, yeah, like, because he can't throw downfield, you know, there's, <laughs> but. And like, if his first reason not there, it's like, okay, check down, check down, check down. Yeah. But Brock Purdy's a little bit different in that aspect. Like that's why Gardner week- Minshew was a really good quarterback because all he did was check the ball down, but nobody like could see it, and they're just like Minshew time, and it's just like what? <laughs> but yeah, so the same thing with Garoppolo. It's like oh, he can complete passes. What to his running back? Like come on. Yeah. So like I think that's what we're seeing though. Like because Brock doesn't really just settle for those. So maybe that's part of the reason because they do like have him out there running those routes, having him mm-hmm. as a check down option. There was even a play last week where he was the hot route. Christian McCaffrey was the hot route on like one of the blitzes. And oh, it was the Ronnie Bell touchdown, I'm pretty sure. Um, he had the hot route, and Brock Purdy decided to throw it to Ronnie Bell instead at the end zone. Usually yeah. you do your hot route when you're getting blitzed, but that, you know. Yeah, Purdy takes chances. He he pushes the ball a little further down the field. So, but yeah, I mean, to your point, like I think this could be a game where like Christian McCaffrey could be utilized more as a receiver, especially if Debo is going to be out because like they're they're pretty similar in like the skill sets that they have, and also Mm -hmm. the the Cardinals have allowed a running back to score a receiving touchdown in each of their first three games so and and you know what's funny like how i was mentioning like you know they're so low right now in in running backs with receiving yards but their epa is seventh the 49ers so it's like they're effective when they do it but they're just not like doing it that much so yeah maybe they're saving it saving it for a rainy day they haven't that's what i'm thinking exactly they haven't needed it yet so why pull it out Right, why yeah, pull I mean, out ever? Because they they have their <laughs> was that a was that a joke? Yeah, 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 it was. But <laughs> I caught it. I caught it. I did catch it. Um, but like you have the Cowboys defense coming up the week after this, and then after that you do have the Browns. So like, yeah, I know some things like you do want to keep in your back pocket. So like, I think still early. Yeah, for Kyle, I don't, I don't, unlike you know, McDaniel uh, over there in in Miami, I think Kyle, you know, kind of slow plays things a little bit. He doesn't exactly pull out the entire playbook on one team, but who knows? Sometimes I do want to two quarters. Like, come on. Like sometimes, (laughs) sometimes I do want Kyle to just like throw the book at him though. Like this would be the game against Jonathan Gannon that I'd like to see it. The 49ers, without like even really trying, it seems like, have scored 30 points in each of their first three games. Like that's Purdy is just looking so good, though, man. Like it's crazy. Like you said, like you know, the hot route is there, 
but you're going to push that needle a little bit further because you're feeling so comfortable and the game's slowing down like even yeah. further. And I know you guys listen to that Steve Young interview and he's like, his heart slows down. Like his, his heart <laughs> stops beating basically instead of it races with everybody else. Like, and uh, yeah, he just does his job and he's just, dude, he, man, you guys got to be excited. So. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited. There's still people who don't believe in like what he's putting out there, but I think it's like clear as day how much better he is than like Jimmy Garoppolo, for example. And I, I think it's just exactly what this offense needs. So at the end of the day, like I think this is going to be a really tough matchup for the Arizona Cardinals defense. No matter what they try to throw at him, I, I think he's him and Kyle like are going to be able to beat it. Um, because again, yeah. like I also think Kyle has an insane amount of trust in Purdy too that he'll be able to figure it out, and mm-hmm. it, he has, he has so far, it's it's worked. So you know what's funny? Like I remember looking up a lot of uh, like stats on Patrick Mahomes last year, and basically, like when you blitz Patrick Mahomes, that's the worst thing that you could do because he's gonna find that guy that's open or you know he's gonna find that one-on-one because you basically have to double everybody um and then like you think about what happened you know last week to Brock Purdy he was blitzed 31 out of 37 dropbacks and it's just like you're gonna have to start treating him like Patrick Mahomes you gotta stop blitzing him because he's gonna find that open guy and you know you're gonna have to think of another way to to rattle him because that's not gonna be the way to do it so it's just exciting, you know, to see that. It might be the way to rattle him, like, temporarily. Like, other teams have tried it. Like, I remember against the Bucks last year, um, like, he started slow in that one. And it was like, oh, like, okay, looks like the blitz is the way to beat him. And then, like, as the game goes on, like, he just gets better and better against him. So it's like, okay. Because he's not going to check down because he sees yeah. that guy that's deep. So teams are going to start you know falling black back playing off coverage and then that's when they're going to start re- do, throwing into the running backs out in the flats because the the defense is going to back up more and more and more when they realize that the blitz isn't going to work against Purdy. Yeah, so I'm I'm genuinely curious to see what the Cardinals defense are going to try to do against, you know, Brock Purdy and this 49ers offense, but we'll see if it works. I'm I have a hunch that it won't though. Um, but Lori, <laughs> <laughs> do you have a score prediction uh, for this game? Um, I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with uh, seventeen to twenty-eight. I don't know. I think I think jo- Dobbs will. Right. You know, he'll, he'll. I think it's gonna be like you were mentioning earlier. Maybe at halftime, Fortnite friends are gonna be a little worried, but they're gonna knock him out. Um, you know, maybe like you know, 14, 17, you know, at half and the, then the Cardinals only get a field goal for the rest of the game or something. Yeah. I like that. That sounds believable. Yeah. Um, I'm going to (laughs) go 34, 16. Um, I, I do think that like 30 is their baseline right now. Like that they can sleepwalk into a game and score 30 points. So I think they're going to be just a little bit better in this one, maybe be just slightly more successful in the red zone and they'll be 34-16. I do agree. Like, I think the Cardinals will score, I don't know, let's say, like, 13 points in the first half, and then they they come out and just get a field goal after that or something. So, yeah. I, and 16 is honestly being generous to the Cardinals. Like, that's me, like, 
respecting them. They're going to get 16 points against this 49ers <laughs> defense. Exactly. No, I feel you. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in on this Friday night, spending a bit of your Friday with us. We really appreciate it. As always, like this video, subscribe to the channel if you have not yet. Audio listeners, make sure you leave a rating if you haven't yet or review, whatever you want to do. Um, but for now, have a good rest of your Friday, folks. Enjoy the game on Sunday. Peace. <laughs>